0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Tech Linux and Hacker Culture, or maybe it's Linux Tech and Hacker Culture. Like I always say, I don't know what it's called. I don't even know what it's called. It's fine. If you have any suggestions of a name to change it to, let me know. I'm open. But today we're talking about decentralization and why I think it will save the internet as we know it. Now, I will preface this by saying um, this is a Steam post I made uh, on Monday and someone did comment and said that we are, st- even though I talk about in this episode, uh, in the post, that this uh, still doesn't stop the fact that we have basically gatekeepers into the internet and that is a more difficult part in order of decentralization. Um, at this point, all I can only know that we can do there is mesh networking and then just completely leave them out. But then we'd have to have like one giant mesh network across the earth. And that'd be really hard to do, but it have to be done independently and in, in, as individuals and not a collective, like a collective, but not like a, an entity doing it for us. So that, that's a very difficult endeavor. Um, luckily in my area, there is a mesh network um, being started up in the city closest to me. Um, I do have some other devices thanks to a friend of mine who, uh, Picked some up and let me me play with them. It's a cool idea. But yes, uh, there are still gatekeepers, but this is about our services on the internet that we use, things like the Twitters and the Facebooks and stuff like that. So why does this matter? As internet companies, such as Facebook and Twitter and et cetera, et cetera, get more and more large and more centralized, the ability for these companies to work together for their best interest increases. This only leads to us... Uh, only leads us towards less innovation and keeping the status quo, but technology should always push forward. Some sources claim Google holds 40% of all web traffic. Then throw in a few uh, non-competing internet service providers, uh, and our internet looks more like the only grocery store in town rather than a city with many options like uh, farmer's markets and other things we can go and get food from. Then we can throw in governments and other centralized powers and they can force these large companies to hand over your information or to make the company delete your account entirely. This is a jab at free speech around the world. We as as a society cannot progress towards a better life for all when a small group has the ability to silence an idea in the blink of an eye. If a government is uninvolved, these internet giants can delete whatever they want whenever they want. This is their platform. Just because people of power in these companies don't agree with an opinion that you have, it does not mean they should be able to snuff you out. Ideas that oppose your own are the best way to learn and grow as an individual. When these companies censor content and delete accounts, they are saying that only the ideas they agree with are correct. This implies that all others are wrong and they might be, but we as the user should be able to make that choice for ourselves. This is a byproduct of centralization, and we are part of the problem. Even though we are not in favor of these practices, we are still using services like Twitter and Facebook. I may agree with the opinions of these companies, or I may not. I may feel that they are deleting the correct things, like hate speech, but I may not. However, that does not mean that they should be they should do this it does not mean that the people who are being deleted shouldn't have a voice there is an alternative and it's picking up some speed lately we have to hop on and show the world the beauty of decentralization so what is decentralization decentralization is when there is a lack of central power or the power is distributed among the members of the service there are many services that operate in this manner uh, in our day-to-day. These would include services like waste disposal, some mail services, and some water purification comp- uh, services. Uh, these are not hard and fast examples, of course, since the level of the centralization varies from city to city. When it comes to computer technology, though, and the Internet, we're still just scratching the surface. Even though the Internet was decentralized in its infancy, it is no longer looking that way. I'd like to point out that I'm using the word using the word decentralized uh, as in decentralized networks as the example here in a broad sense. There are also distributed networks that achieve the same goal, and in my opinion, are much more robust. Uh, you can you can go on to the internet. And you can search for um, decentralized versus distributed, and you you should find a, a picture that shows what these are. The picture is also on my Steam post. Uh, if you go to uh at that's C A R L S T E R N E R dot com he has a great picture on that website which is what I which is what I actually used and attributed to him in the post. So we have blockchains. Now this is this is a buzzword for sure, uh, and we've talked about you know these kind of things before in the in other podcasts, but when we have we have Bitcoin now. And this was the first of its kind, leading the way for others like it, such as Ethereum and Steam. A blockchain does not have to be decentralized, even though that is the connotation. When a blockchain service is decentralized, that is when it can shine in its true potential. Let's focus on Steam as our example, since it is providing a service that is traditionally in a centralized that is traditionally centralized while using a blockchain. Steam is a platform that works well for blogging and a slew of other content like photo and video sharing. What makes Steam decentralized is the blockchain. Anyone can run a node on the network and hold a complete copy of all of the Steam content. This is the core of, this, of a decentralized platform. One, If one node goes offline, the network keeps moving along. All but one node can be destroyed and the entire network stays alive. I also want to point out that even if all the nodes get destroyed as long as there is one node left all the information is still intact and as soon as another one gets online it all gets propagated you connect to my my node you download the entire information and it propagates all over again as we talk as we talked about earlier steam is a blockchain based service but not all decentralized networks and platforms need to be in block uh, in blockchains For an example, a a non-blockchain network is Mastodon. I I really like Mastodon. I think it's a great example of a decentralized network that is not based on blockchain technology. Anyone can start up a Mastodon server and can communicate communicate with the rest of the network. Each server holds the contents of any user that is on that specific instance. Even though the content is not stored on a single server or in a centralized way, we can still communicate. If you are on mastodon.social, and I'm on mastodon.xyz, which I am, You can follow me, like my posts, and reply just as you would if we were all on a centralized service such as Twitter. There's a tool that you can go to called uh, Instances.Social and you can choose the best instance of Mastodon for you. This has things like, you know, do you want to uh, be on a server that allows not safe for work content? Do you want to be on a server that allows um, politically charged ideals? There are servers out there for all kinds of different things. and They all have different rules, but we all can follow these different people on these different servers, even though we're on a specific server. This is called federation, and it's a type of, uh, they call it federation and because it's a, it's a federated network. So even though it's just decentralized and your server could get shut down, and you could, you could lose your, like if I am on mastodon.xyz and mastodon.xyz gets shut down for whatever reason, I lose my stuff. This is true. Um, but I can just make another one. I can go and make another another version of me on uh, a different version Mastodon, and, and basically start over again. It's that's the that's the only downside of a federated network. But the benefits of using federated here far outweigh a blockchain. Um, it's not always easy to delete information off of a blockchain uh, when creating content, and a th- something that is a competitor to Twitter that is that is fast paced and short uh, bursts. Of information, it's sometimes good to delete those things. Uh, you don't want to necessarily have, you know, every single tweet. You know, or if you mess up a tweet, that, that's even worse. With or a tweet they call them toots. Like if you mess something up, then you can't delete it, and that's an issue. Like with Steam right now, it's on the blockchain. And once you post on the blockchain, it can't be deleted. Uh, I think it'd be cool if you got that working somehow, but. You don't always need a blockchain to have a to have a decentralized network. Another example of this is Bitshoot. I talked about this today in my blog post on video uh sharing networks that are alternatives to YouTube. And uh, this is also cool. This is, does not use a blockchain service. It is uh peer-to-peer, much like BitTorrent is. That's when they get the, they talk the the bit in Bitshoot. Uh B I T C H U T E. Uh, as a a tribute to BitTorrent because it uses the WebTorrent API to deliver you content in your web browser in a peer to peer fashion. This is all video-based. Great place. Uh, Check it out if you have not seen it. So, how will this save the internet? Well, I have a quote here from Macedon about decentralization. And they said, and I quote, A decentralized network is harder for governments to censor if one server goes bankrupt or starts acting unethically, the network persists. So you never have to worry about migrating your friends and audience to get another platform again. They nailed it on the head with that with that quote. We will never have we will never have a free and open internet without making these services and hopefully hopefully connections to it decentralized. Whether this is done the way Steam is or the way Mastodon is, it is important to that we keep this trend. When you or, not, or another person has something to say that is not in favor of a government or a large company, you should still be able to speak your mind, with no one of power taking that platform or your soapbox away. This even goes for the platform itself. With Steam, you could get downvoted into oblivion, and your your work will still be there. You could be on Steamit.com to access the blockchain. And that site might end up censoring your content. But you could make your own site to display your content because it's still technically there. As for services like Mastodon, if you say something that gets your account deleted on one instance, you can just go make an account on another instance that allows the content that you want to create. This is the Internet 3.0. And this is how free speech wins. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Uh, another, Another short one. As always, this is this is typical. I don't want to say in the short. This is typical for us. This is typical for us. But but thank you for listening. I appreciate it. If you are on Mastodon, please follow me. Uh, let me know that you uh, you heard about you know, Mastodon or you found you found my Mastodon account through this podcast, and I will be super glad to follow you back. I love connecting with you guys. If you have any ideas for future topics, let me know. If you if you do not know my Mastodon address, it is jrswab at mastodon i am still on twitter you can find me there same username jrswab and uh i'm on steam as the same username jrswab basically anywhere that has that that i am on is the same username uh, i do that on purpose because i'm trying to uh make it easy for you guys so like i said if you have any ideas for topics in the future please let me know i'll be happy to cover them and i'll give you a shout out for suggesting the topic I do this with the uh, steam exclusive contents on Tuesdays and Thursdays where I talk about uh, But those posts are aimed at helping people uh, who are new to blogging. Uh, I've been doing it for a decade, so I have been experienced. I've been experienced. I have experienced a lot, a lot of things. And uh, people could use the help and they could get over those hurdles faster. If I can cut someone's learning curve down by even a third, or even a year that's beneficial so yes like i said let me know if you have any ideas for topics in the future friday we'll be talking about something as well i have already written uh i will talk about what uh i did today which is the video alternatives to youtube and it's pretty cool stuff there's a couple on there uh one i don't like two i do like uh so stay tuned for that as always everyone thanks for listening if you so are so inclined I have a Patreon, patreon patreon.com slash J-R-S-W-A-B, but don't worry, this is always free, always free. Thanks so much. Till next time, keep being nerdy.